This is the At 530 on Main podcast. I'm Sean Collins. And I'm Mike Davis. And we're here to discuss the convergence of digital and physical experiences in today's world. With Extend Group as an expert in designing online experiences and VPS Architecture, an expert on creating physical experiences, you will hear unique discussions on technology, theory, and more that merges our separate areas of expertise into one podcast experience. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoy today's At 530 on Main podcast episode. Hey, Mike. How's it going? It's going good. Thursday, right? It's Thursday already? Man. Gotta keep track of these days. I forget. I forget. <laughs> the hot and humid days that bleed uh, into one another. Yeah. So thanks for everyone to listening to the At 530 on Main podcast here in the Extension Studio, 530 Main Street, Evansville, Indiana. It is Thursday. Um, this will be out probably within 30 days, maybe a, a little longer now that we're getting back into the swing of things. We have, we're able to we're able to go and put quite a, a list together. I'm excited yeah. about what we have coming up. But today, this future-minded voice is going to be extremely present because we have a very special uh, individual in the podcast studio. We have Lori Van Hook, who is the executive director of the Evansville Trails Coalition. Um, amazing. I mean, I'm looking at a sheet <laughs> here of all the accomplishments. I'm not going to do it justice. I'm going to read a few few items here, if you don't mind. Sure. Or you can tell the viewers what I, or listeners, what I missed. Viewers, listeners, YouTube, whatever uh, we're at here. But Lori serves as the executive director uh, uh, for the Evansville Trails Coalition, or ETC, in Evansville, Indiana, and describes herself first as an advocate and lifelong volunteer. Her passion for our community is communicated through her personal and professional advocacy work. Uh, As an only child born in Evansville, Lori had the opportunity to live in many places such as Massachusetts, we've got Florida, Virginia, New York, and Puerto Rico, where she spent much of her time in the summer with her mother hiking and volunteering to pick up litter within the parks. Uh, Lori's background in higher education administration provided many opportunities to build relationships with students that shared their desire to see alternative methods of moving around um, and developed in Evansville, seeking to improve the quality of life for everyone in Evansville, Evansville's area. Uh, Lori's goal is to grow the coalition, grow, grow a coalition of trailblazers in Evansville and help build awareness and support of Evansville Area's trail network. Uh, Lori loves hiking, biking, and kayaking and spending time with her family. She is dedicated to much of her personal time to uh, servicing local, state, and national nonprofit improvement and trails organizations such as the Westside Improvement Association, the Friends of Woodmere Dog Park. Woodmere Dog Park, mm-hmm. uh, Urban Seeds, the Greenways Foundation of Indiana, and the American Discovery Trail. This is uh, this is a phenomenal, um, you know, track record of support and advocacy for our community. And we thank you and we welcome you to at five thirty on Main. Well, thanks for having me. What part did I leave out that you you uh, you love the most? about any of it like what what's the uh, the experience on on the, here the that you value piece? yeah, well, yeah no so. i mean any of the mm-hmm. any of these i mean you've got a masters of science double i mean 
What what piece didn't I highlight that you love? Proud of? I'm proud of the connections that we make in Evansville and the partnerships and collaborations. Yeah. Because yeah, right <laughs> now in the community, yeah, everyone wants to be connected to the well, trails. That, How are we connected to the trails? Exactly. And so when we think of trails, it's not just the old dirt trail <laughs> that I used to hike uh, within the parks. It's actually a way that we get around. So yeah. that means biking, walking. And when we think of older people, younger <laughs> people, and people with disabilities, um, they rely on urban trails to get around. And so... Um, sidewalks matter, uh, side paths, all kinds of different ways that we have and that we're focusing on now collectively uh, to improve the quality of life here in Evansville. I feel like it's the best time to live in Evansville. Oh, yeah. We're, we're, we're thinking sure. um, collectively. Because as an architect, mm -hmm. designing and the connections and how you build stuff together and the history, because mm -hmm. what amazes me is, you know, Communities used to be walkable right. pre-car, right? right? And then they kind of devolved over time. And now it's like we're coming full circle where everybody wants them to be connected and walkable again because it just makes sense. Like, Well, that and for the environment, there's so yeah. many different so many angles and perspectives. And so when, when I speak to young people and just my history uh, working with young people, that's what they care about. They want other options. They want yeah. alternatives. And so... Um, when we think of complete streets that equal having some trails along them, um, we think of multi-million dollar projects like the North Main Street, but that's not the only type of right. complete street that we can build. We can rearrange the things that we already have to support people moving around. And so with paint, a good example of that is the West Franklin um, segment that they just rearranged with a new bike lane. Yeah. And when you think of the MPO and how mm -hmm. they're working with the city engineer, how the waterworks department is working with the city engineer, it's really beautiful to see partnerships and then um, just that attitude of let's work together to, to do something good with what we're already doing. So if we have to tear up the street, let's do something really wonderful. Yeah, and they like are. Walnut, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so think of uh, the post house and, and yeah. that section between second and third on Vine Street. Right. And so we feature those. We have those on our website. We're, we're building that list available so that people, you know, when they have questions about what we have, it's there. And then we're also working to um, measure everything, <laughs> right, so that it's listed. I mean, the MPO knows that, but it's different mm -hmm. when we bridge the gap right. and uh, give the community what they want. Yeah, because Walnut was one of those where it was like, yeah, what, it was going to be tore up four different times. And, mm -hmm. and it was finally like, no, why don't you do it once? Right. And all four come together, these separate yes. projects. They're working smarter. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, every I think every project almost in this community now, if it's a new build, it's like, how how can we be a trailhead? So how can we be connected? of that effort. Yeah. And, and it's amazing. Yeah. So, I mean, it can go in all kinds of different directions. <laughs> when we talk about our trail system network, we think of the Greenway as the segmented out um, trails system, right? But it really yeah. is a, a trail system network where you have the overarching name of the Greenway, mm -hmm. and then you have segments within it. And, and what we should do is focus on districts and connecting them so that we're connected in and throughout. And I can envision that. Uh, Trails Coalition before me can envision that. And so uh, we think of, of how, what that means to Evansville. We think of that, how we're connected to the region, to Ward County and Henderson. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so that it feels like our work is never ending because our, we have an advocacy piece to what we do. 
And so um, we focus on the bridge that, you know, this historical bridge that they may tear down, but um, that limits how people get across. Right. And we can't rely just on, on um, ferries because the water level, you know, sometimes it's two weeks before the Cave and Rock ferry will be mm-hmm. active. Right. So when you think of somebody that doesn't own a car and prefers not to, mm-hmm. how are they mobilized? How are the national trails mobilized that come through here? Yeah, because I wondered that with it, because we have a new bridge, and then you hear all the rumors, and they're like, "Oh, they're going to get rid of one and right. over Henderson and make it one." I'm like, "Are you people nuts? I mean, does it, has anybody thought this through?" It's the logic, and yeah. then it's their research, their preliminary research, and if whether or not that person ever walked or rode a bike in their personal time really influences how they approach solving those problems right. for everyone else. Exactly, and and we've had witnessed people who have who have driven across the bridge and there'd be people in scooters the the electric yeah. scooters yeah going that was actually them. on social oh, yeah. media the other day there was someone that actually had called 911 because there was an individual walking northbound on and they're, 41 they're, and that is a yeah on the bridge or yeah, just on, on the bridge and they're allowed to yeah <laughs> absolutely it's legal yeah. And so when you think of that how dangerous is that but how desperate are they just to get across right. the water yeah, it's it's. I can't imagine the challenges for for our future generations if they tear down a bridge. Yeah, makes really. no sense. No poor planning, but poor foresight. But that's probably because they're looking at it from one angle, like yes, keeping it the way it is. Oh no 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 no, won't support that. Well, you think people will drive to the other bridge, but then I heard that's going to be a toll bridge. So now you're going to just and if you tear down a bridge, it's <laughs> to drive traffic yes. to the new bridge. Right. But if you're going to charge for that, then everybody's going to go, nope, and they're going to go right right back to, and now you're only going to have one going both ways. That's going to be a mess because it's already a mess when it's the yes. way it is. Yeah. Oh, now we're going to drive them down to all the way to Owensboro to loop back around. It, I mean, it's, it's just not thinking mm-hmm. that connectivity, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what I try to do as a designer is how, how is everything connected? Right. What's the impact of doing X, Y, Z? Whereas, oh, what if you keep it the way it is? keep it it could be one lane on both bridges going both directions it, it but the could. rest could be walking and that's pedestrian. right a, a bike ped lane yeah and it would be safe for everyone yeah so that's what we've been advocating yeah for. so how can you right future proof it yeah right it, it's interesting just being downtown i get i mean we've been downtown i mean we're in business 14 years uh probably 12 of that down here starting at the former old national tower and then being at the walker building and then coming here mm-hmm. uh just getting out and, and I, you know i i can't say it enough the transformation that's happened in the last 10 years but i can't imagine i mean i can't Im- you talked about advocacy the amount of collaboration it took in between that middle part that we don't see all the legwork that's got us to the fast forward to now all this stuff is here and you know I said it at a, a meeting not too long ago it's I I absolutely celebrate that we are an awesome community of giving everybody wants to give mm-hmm. and they want to give 110 percent and you know we'll start up and spin up all these discussions whatever it is but then the ownership at times mm-hmm. can become so siloed that we we forget because we're so passionate about what we've got to get done today 
that it does have that long tail and it does have that short tail. I think we're doing a better job of that today than we once did. Oh, I do too. I'm it, proud of the work that, that we're yes. doing now. I mean, we, we, we can't be too critical because of the, how difficult it is to, to bring about a trail yeah. or even a sidewalk. <laughs> yeah. it, it takes a lot of money and a lot of effort and a lot of collaboration oh, yeah. to make that happen. Just to take the walk, for instance, my, my, my daily walk when I w get out there was I would walk from uh, Walker Building, come down to this, walk down Main mm -hmm. Street, go all the way down to uh, the riverfront, then walk all the way back by the museum and then back to the old office. And that experience eight years ago was just everything to the core, everything to a base of you know, this is going to be reconstructed to where today, you know, I walked to a, a meeting at Brewburger and I, then I just kind of took another walk around and I'm like, this is, this is amazing. The integrated, <laughs> you know, the, the plan that's going on here and I know it's happening elsewhere and, and just interested in the tie between all the other organizations uh, within the community that's making those things happen. And just the amount of infrastructure and communication, you know, strong communication that builds the relationship, that gains the alignment mm -hmm. to get to execution on the capacity that we have is very, very, uh, I mean, I it's can't vital, imagine the vital amount of vital to the, the success. Yeah. Without those things in place, though, <laughs> those things never would have happened. Yeah. And <laughs> I mean, really. Right. The thing we should, I mean, always do, and I always remind uh, individuals when asked, have we communicated that? You know, uh, if if there isn't that trust, or why are quote they doing that, or why is that being built? What is the mindset of building that or whatever? It's because we haven't communicated clearly to typically like seventy two percent of the people who are in our community that want things to be relationship driven that want to know systems and processes and know that that innovation is not squandering resources for the next generation. And they want to understand the process. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, you know, we made it a point. Anytime there's a small segment of trail, we're going to make sure that we, we get the word out and we feature that because there's so many, as we were talking before, there's so many avenues of where we can share these things. How do you capture the audience of the 72%? Yeah. And so that, I think that's the biggest challenge that we face is how do we use our website and all of our social media platforms to get the word out appropriately? Mm -hmm. That's a challenge. Right. So, our, I mean, it's, it's going back to that discussion that I, I always have with uh, individuals about the communication piece. Do you, are you reaching out, like, have you found that certain platforms are the go-to platform for you? Are you doing the shotgun approach to, you know, your communication? Like, if you only, if you want to hear from us, this is our mean of communication. And this is where you go, and then it'll be connected to all the other stuff, or are you just everywhere? Well, we haven't found the sweet spot yet. Okay. And, and partly because we have all of these different categories, and it just depends on what someone's looking for. Right. We have um, an overlay map that we developed with um, a group of USI students last year, and it's really wonderful. Um, but it, it encompasses the MPOs 
uh, bike ped and trails system overlay in the GIS. So it's it's where you can pick those things out, see where all the parks are. People, some people love maps. Yes. Some people love the the list of trails that we have, all the segments that make up our trail system network, and mm-hmm. and then how far they go. And you know, and some people love the bike routes. They just want to know where the bike route begins. And so we haven't found the sweet spot for the the typical. Um, some people want the mobile app. They no. really, really <laughs> do, and we're not ready for that yet. You know, because every all our our platform, you can use it on a a, a mobile phone and it yeah. function properly. Yeah. And so why you know we're not small nonprofit. Everything yeah. we do mm-hmm. is by either sponsorship, donation, or grants. Mm-hmm. And so we try to really make use of of our the the funds that we have and get the biggest impact. So it's it's easy and difficult at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. So we I mean website, Facebook, um of course, you know, Instagram, mm-hmm. Twitter, Twitter hasn't, you know, I mean, what can we say? We do highlight some things there. Mm-hmm. Um I've even thought about Reddit. You yeah. know, how do we capture mm-hmm. that and think outside the box of you know, it's it's me, the active transportation liaison that we have, yeah. and the mouse that, that assists us in our pocket. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> to get all the work done, <laughs> uh, you know. So you're talking about a lot of awesome experiences that are trying to be built and connected here. Um, and, and a lot of time that's went into that. What does the word experience mean to you? The experience is the end result of all of the action steps of, of doing for me. And so, um, you know, I often tell our, our board that, you know, people now, and we're talking about young people and even uh, elementary age children, they have not experienced a trail. They've never been in a park, some of them. And we need to provide those experiences, right? So what does that mean? That means physically going to a park. Yeah. And having us, you know, like a walk and talk about the things that they see along the trail Um, and do those actions that result in an experience that leads leads to memories. And through that process, we're hoping that we develop those trail, the the Trails Coalition Trailblazers in in the future and developing those advocates young. Mm -hmm. You know, I love the YMCA. I was an only child. I learned how to swim there. And so because I was an only child, my mother sent me to every camp piece at the <laughs> YMCA you could possibly imagine. So um, we partnered with them um, on, on occasion through the summer with some of their summer camps. Uh, unfortunately, they were hot days like this, and we had to cancel them because those littles can't handle mm-hmm. 110 index. And so that's where we're trying to really uh, look at all of the things that we do and how we provide those doing um, activities to that develop the experience that yeah. leads to a future trailblazer. Yeah, so that's interesting. Is um, with we have a, a passion here at Extend Group around the automotive aftermarket, just because I grew up around cars. And mm-hmm. It's one of the things that I've always followed. Um, so trying to get the future technician or individuals that are mm-hmm. interested in that field in general. So I, I'm always asking the question of people who move the needle, is it that we need to impress mom and dad first? Mm-hmm. Do we need to go to the elementary schools? Does it need to be middle school? A- at what point is that 
do you believe that impressionable moment where you get that trailblazer and you get yes. them for life? Do you have a sweet spot that, that you think about? I, well, I mean, I have a theory. Yeah. Because we haven't had enough time to really test this to, to evaluate the success and then have a lessons learned period and to, to really do things better. But we've got to step into the real world and uh, provide ways for, for children and young people and some older people too, um, the opportunity for the activity, yeah. the doing. And so you can apply that to, to any different category or organization. If we're not inviting people out, you know, I mean, COVID has really put a kibosh on all of those efforts and how we do that. Um, but when we looked and we, we vision cast, that's the, the, the focal point is what are we actually doing? You know, we're all, we, we all love to vision cast, sit around and talk about strategizing and we've, we've got a, uh, you know, an annual strategic plan and we have this plan and we have that plan. But if we're not actively doing the things Today, to execute that. the plan, then it's just a pipe dream. It's mm -hmm. useless, right? It's, it's a great thing to have the vision, but we have to ha actually walk those things out. And so in the simplest way, how can we do that? Yeah. So youth, um, yeah, we've kind of went to the middle school area there with the automotive and that, you know, they're really starting to think about a little bit, maybe what they want to do when they grow up. People are asking mm -hmm. those things. Um, they actually are able to then talk to mom and dad about it, get a, get, because what we find is you can get the student a hundred percent like the fires in them, mm -hmm. you know, in their heart, they really want to do it. But the ride home from that experience can put that out quickly because now mom and dad's lighting a fire on them. No, 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 you need to be a doctor or a lawyer or whatever that is. Right. No, you're not going that way. There's no way we're going to put you there, right? So um, equipping them to be educating mom and dad to then, you know, grow that circle of influence within family that it grows not only from you know, the family out to their teams and their organizations and their community, but also into that individual and giving them the tools to help educate. And that's a transition period of, you know, we categorize our society as white collar, blue collar, but it isn't, it shouldn't be like that anymore. I mean, technical skills, vocational skills is how they used to think of things, Yeah. you know? And so for me, it's, it's helping our community see things in a different way and um, normalizing the language mm -hmm. and then um, helping them attend things that actually changes their mind yes. right about things and for, for so we've experienced that we um, normally do a winter hike and we have seven different um, locations and seven different you know places that where people meet and things we have a hike leader and uh, some people that joined were surprised at, at the amenities that we have in places they've never been right. here in Evansville. Yeah. You know, I mean, because they were afraid or they had misconceptions about what the location was like mm -hmm. and any risk that they were going to have in, in visiting. And so that's where you change their mind in the action of doing and then with the, the vision and, and teaching it. It's just a new way to think, but I think it helps. Yeah. So tell us a little bit more about what, um, you know, your experience with the Trails Coalition and really what brought you back here to, you know, lead that, that future casting. Well, it was amazing because I didn't seek this position out. 
Um, so uh, I just, at, at the time when my children were at the right age, uh, I went back to college and got my graduate degree and um, took some time off to complete that the last 10 months. And then I decided at that point I was able to, to volunteer and do more in the community and actually try to help change some mm -hmm. things and, and at least support some of the great things that our leaders were doing, our municipal offices, and, and how can we bridge the gap? And so I was on a hike uh, on the U.S. side to Burdett Park Trail with a friend, and we ran into a group of people that were planting all kinds of bulbs, and, and this was at the beginning of fall. Hmm. And uh, somebody in that group knew my friend from high school. And uh, they, they reminisced and got caught up, and then, um, then they recruited me on the spot because, you know, I started asking questions about the things that I love. And, yeah. And it's been, it's been history ever since. So I've, that's the West Side Improvement Association. Okay. Um, my love for trails and um, creating walking trails, urban trails. And, you know, when we think of just giving people a map, it really helps them. And so I developed a couple of, just mapped out a couple of trails that people already use on the West Side. Yeah. And uh, one thing led to another. And um, I got a call. I think it was in early, tw August 26, 2017. You know how that, it all runs together yeah. because of last year. Um, by, from Austin Maxheimer. I don't know if you know him. He was the current director of ETC. And uh, because I was co-chair of the, the Environmental um, and Trails Committee at Westside Improvement, he wanted to reach out and connect and things like that. And we went on a trip uh, to the Indianapolis to visit the DNR to talk about some trails and uh, grants uh, with a few people from the city. And we all came back to share notes and we didn't hear from him. You know, it's all from via email. Mm -hmm. And the next thing you know, he messaged me and said, I, I kind of resigned mm -hmm. <laughs> and I recommended you. And so, you know, that process was a little longer than, than I liked, but here I am. Right. So wonderful. Yeah. So, um, I think in November it'll be five years that I've been with the trails coalition. Yeah. Wow. That's fast. Cause it seemed like it was like not that long ago, but it, <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. Making a big impact though. I hope so. I years. mean, yeah, I hope so. Yeah. I, I want the, the lasting generational changes, you know, to where we're able to, it brings community get together, but then it, we want to keep our young people here, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? We want them to stay, so. Or come back. Well, come yeah. Back. Yeah, come that, back. That's true. true. That's, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's I, good, too. Go away yeah, and then I come back. And, two children that yeah. came back after college <laughs> and one that didn't, so. Yeah. Um, that's, that's hard. <laughs> well, I mean, even reading, you know, talking about, you know, one of the, the questions that we always ask is, like, you can see it in your, your bio here that, uh, what we were just talking about earlier, um, it seems that uh, your experience as a child with your fam family, those yes. memories have really helped shape your dedication to yes. the things mm -hmm. that you're into today. So tell us a little bit about growing up here and going to all those, uh, you know. And living it because my mother was a tree-hugging gypsy. <laughs> <laughs> from the 70s who wanted to name me star All right. and thank god for my grandmother mm -hmm. who stepped in and said don't do that to your child so <laughs> in all sense uh, of the meaning you know yeah. so uh no she just 
the the greatest thing about my mother is that she was independent. Uh, she had worked off and on for different parks departments, yeah. and it had to be outside. She would be the maintenance person for the signs, and so um, I don't know if you remember, but the um, campaign "Don't Be a Litter Bug." Yeah. That poster yeah. child mm-hmm. was me in Massachusetts, just like really. At the time, <laughs> I hated it. Yeah. I didn't want to pick up litter in the parks. I wanted to ride my bike, for yeah. goodness sake. Right. So, um, but yeah, so she'd love to move and experience different places. I was homeschooled some, and it was nuts at the time when I think about it, but Puerto Rico was beautiful, and uh, Massachusetts. I actually lived in New York City, upstate New York, and then New York City for some time, and so... I hated it during the time of growing up, up until I was a young woman, you know, late teen and early 20s, but came back when I was about 17, Mm -hmm. and I haven't left. And so now that I look back, though, I can see all of those things that actually molded Mm -hmm. who I am today and influenced me to the things I actually care about. And I care about the trash in the park. And I care about all the places that I want to be able to get to on my bicycle. I want to be able to move around and go to lunch in, in Newburgh on a trail. I want yeah. to be connected. And so does everybody else, I think. I think they do. And it's funny. You bring up, like, littering. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, as an architect, you always try to tell people, yeah, you know the number one way to stop littering or have people care about their community or not litter or clean it up? have things that are well designed yeah because it, it, it's yeah. true if it's mm-hmm. well designed it's a nice place mm-hmm. they are going to be more likely to clean it up as opposed to letting it be run down and trashy yes. streets right i mean there's a there's a sense of connection there's a sense of pride, pride. Mm-hmm. all of that goes into littering not just right literally but again it's a connection right it's yeah. a full you gotta look at every aspect not just the littering I always think of how collectively can we bridge the gap between municipal offices and and not to give them a hard time and to, you know, do the old fashioned, you know, with the sign and but actually create friendships and relationships with those in office so that we can do things together collectively on on the community side and just being a citizen. Right. And having the connections all the way up to the to to the municipal office. It's really powerful. And so I hear all the time, we need more green space. And we have 65 plus parks here in the region, just in in Evansville and Vandenberg County, 65. So it's not that we need more. We need to just take care of the ones that we have and make them places that people want to be. Not build another one. We don't need another one right now. We just need to improve the ones we have and maintain the ones we have. That's a great number. I mean, I hope the... The listeners understand like the the impact of that right there, and I, like we hear that I hear that a lot as mm-hmm. well. And then for me to hear, well, we already have sixty five. You want another one? Yeah. That we well, have to maintain. Well, yeah, we, with I mean, everyone's on a fixed budget. It's it's challenging, yeah. and what our parks people face is challenging. And so I think they do a great job with what they have. Yeah. You know, I see the other side of it, and and we're all trying very very hard. To, to do what we can. Well, you get spread too thin, too. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. the parks department, a lot of times it's just, okay, that'd be great, but they're spread so thin that it... Yeah, and the maintenance it, guys, yeah. goodness gracious, they've got a lot to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They have yeah. a lot to do. And there's not a lot of people lining up to do that. No, you know? right, no. I mean, right. every resource down to, you know, going all the way around, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, capacity is a big thing, right? Yes. And um, educating those individuals that are young today that, you know, that in itself is a career of passion and mm-hmm. uh, hands-on that, that Some impacts people, our community. Yes, yes, it really in does. In a really positive way. Yes. So. And we need to talk about it that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you if you're saying or hearing things like that are negative, that's what's going to influence our young people. Why would they want a job that people talk bad about? Yeah. Even if they love to do it. Yeah. Well, yeah. There's nothing to do here, right? That's what well, I mean, there's so much to do here. <laughs> yeah, but it's all perspective, right? Because right. someone here is like, oh, let's go to the bigger city, you know. But someone. An hour away in more rural community is going, let's go to Evansville. Yes. There's so much to do there. Yeah, so there it's always perspective, right? It is. Yeah. It's always perspective. So what's a, what's a, as we talk about places and connection to places, as you, obviously you've traveled, but what's a, what's a space place that, I love? that makes you, yeah, gives or, you an experience emotional, emotional or you love, you just like, when you go there, you felt something. Well, I got to mm-hmm. say, and, and uh, some people would say why, but Garvin Park does that for me at the local level. Yeah. Uh, I grew up going there, mm-hmm. and I remember, um, and I can't, it was either seven or eight years old when we had a huge storm, and I think a tornado took out most of those old trees. Mm-hmm. And yeah. <laughs> that was around the 4th of July. I think. It really yeah. was. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And my mm-hmm. mother dragged me down there to look at it all. And how depressing it was. And so she cried because the trees were, were down and they were old and she loved that park. And so that park in spring with the, the flowers, those little white flowers mm-hmm. that pop up, it's just absolutely beautiful. I mean, it really is a great amenity. And with the aquatic center, it's, that whole strip's going to be phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. And I hope hopefully... I like Bossy Field, but I think that's another one that needs needs a lot of work, and we could do so much with that that yeah. amenity. And I love going. With so. There, so. Yeah, <laughs> I love the otters. Well, oh, I, this this you know creative pie. There's just so much just from a history's perspective that with Bossy Field um, and the. Is it, uh, what is it, Crawford Door Building across the right, street? Right, I, yes. I, you know, I'd heard that that was probably going to be a senior living or residential community, but I could see such big things for that community to activate around the history of the baseball there. I know how sports impact the youth and how that facility could be an educational museum. slash training yeah. slash museum. museum. Yeah. Slash, yes. Like, there's a... There's a. If anybody wants to talk about it, please let me know because <laughs> I'll go there with you and, yeah. and we'll try to make some connections. But there are community organizations that are built around the history of our sports here in the community. There mm-hmm. are youth uh, organizations that need to be able to interact with uh, their kids in unique spaces. Uh, there's living uh, that could be there, and it could be a very cool mixed-use facility. I'd love to vision it. I don't want to build it. Um, but if you do want to we'll talk about it. that, yeah. reach out. Let's talk about Mike, it. Mike, we'll Mike will help. Mike will help. I know uh, some builders that love to build it, but yeah. But it is. But everybody's doing that now in other communities with brand new stadiums, right? And yeah. They're building kind of a history it. around yes, it, and yes. then the community engagement. Right. You know, I think of Fort Wayne. They did a great job of engaging that, and even people walk through it on their lunch hour and are connected to it. 
And it's like, for some whatever reason down there, it's mm-hmm. like, no, no, here it is within the wall, outside the wall. Eh. And if we could get that engagement all around that stadium, especially with the park, and I think it would just make for... It's a gem. It's it would make the experience oh, yeah. so much yeah, more part of a community experience yeah. than a mm-hmm. just a one-off. You go to the game, go to watch the otters, and you leave. Yeah, it's just an activated for a one-time event for a couple hours, and you know it could. It's the location of a couple five Ks a year, and you know there's several other organizations that utilize that space. But um, if you could take three or four of those key assets that are right there, and um, I can just see it already in my head. I, I mean, as a sports-loving coach, you know, from a softball baseball and basketball mm-hmm. perspective uh, with all the rich history that we have here. Mm-hmm. I know there's those organizations that are already nonprofits that are set up to basically honor the history of the sports that have happened here. There's a facility that's right there that could be connected and put into mixed use around restaurants and training and education and uh, volunteering. And I'm excited. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get going. It's up yeah. here. I, just, All right. I, I, need, I, you know, I need the guardians and the nurturers to help get it out of my head. Yeah, well, so. it's the next step. Like you, you were talking about, like, mm-hmm. yeah, we can have all these great plans, right? I think of, is it still Roberts Park, where Roberts Stadium was? Mm-hmm. And let's see what that's, so what, seven, how many years old that that mm-hmm. plan's been sitting, collecting yeah. dust? and. I think at some point you can go to almost too big where you're like, oh, look, and it costs this. And it's like, wait, what? Well, okay, let's start somewhere as opposed mm-hmm. to just letting it kind of And it's hard to rot. communicate where it is. Yeah. So, what, what, what's the plan to get yeah. there? I don't, yeah. I immediately, for some reason, you said Garvin, and then I went to Bayard. I was like, wait a minute. I'm, and then I went back to right there. I'm like, Garden Park. I know where I'm at now. But yeah. <laughs> which park am I really thinking about? Because they're, in my mind, mm-hmm. they all have their own identity. And then it went there. But, uh, yeah, I was, um, you're right. Like, we have all of them, but they, unless it's really unique and really communicated and you have the relationship with it, it's. But that's even like Claymire. That yeah. was right on the other side. And it's like. Oh my gosh, what could you, you could do something great there for, you know, a sports facility to have, you know, if you wanted to use it for what it was there originally and just remodeled. But can you think about having tournaments there in the championship game? Is it Bossy Field? Yeah. Right? It'd be pretty Close amazing. by, that'd yeah. be pretty good. Pretty cool event, mm-hmm. as, you know. Well, and even I look at, we have, I mean, we practiced at Eigelhart last night. That field's been there for generations. Yeah. I mean, I played competitive softball in that field, yeah. you know, out there. My daughter just had her first practice on that field. Um, Highland does a really good job of volunteering and keeping that thing up in partnership with the uh, Parks Department. Um, but at the same time, that ballpark's been there forever. We have Westside West Nut yep. Club field over there. Played on that one as well. Then we have Claymire. We have Wesselman. We have all those things. But yet we're building, we're building yeah. the bigger one out by me. Mm-hmm. I love it as a travel, you know, coach. You're in there. It's all included. It's all there. But it's not. I mean, we're not 100% utilizing and really leaning into the properties that were already there and it looks like we we need to and ask why yeah 
is the thing. Yeah. The big question, why? What What can we do? And what are we can, doing? Yeah. It's the doing part again. Yeah. So for me, I mean, I, I need to understand why. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think we're looking at, you know. And there's a the reason. Future, high school fields there. Yeah. And my son, he couldn't, he can't, he can't take, uh, he can't participate out there anymore because the fields are all dedicated to 9 through 12, basically. Fences mm-hmm. are, but I think they're looking at a, maybe another cloverleaf for a couple more, uh, like 15 to 18U. You know a lot about that. <laughs> I do. In the middle of it. Yeah. I have a five-year-old, so. Yeah. yeah. So it's going to be more in that location, and we do. We have some awesome fields that are around that uh, that I know all the dads and moms have played on at some point that mm-hmm. are sports enthusiasts. Mm-hmm. They play co-ed or whatever that is, and you can remember back to what it was like to show up there and play there and all those things, and it just takes a little uh, investment, not the new stuff, but how do we support the old as well? How do we build the bridge between mm-hmm. what was – what well, was, how oh, it's just old, I used to play there. No, I've got memories there, and I want to tell my kids about them. In yeah. some cases, parents played there. And yeah, played and grandparents the played there. Dirt and got to run the bases when the game was over, and they'd be like, quick, because another game's starting. Yeah. And, you know, and you'd come back dirty and hosed off in the yard because you're just covered in dirt. And that's and, the best part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, yeah, there's history there, but, yeah, how do we capture that? And so through we, this conversation, we've connected everything yeah. the street the sidewalk the bike lanes the complete streets the the parks and the amenities within the parks which is the overreaching goal of com- having yeah. those quality of life amenities in every district mm-hmm. and them work well for for the people who live work and go to school there so there's a massive resource and i didn't want to really bring this up it's another you know future casting thing that but i drive by it like over it, on it, every day. I live out on North Greenover Road, and I travel actually up to Newburgh in the morning to go to a chiropractor, but I drive down it every day. Uh, it's an unactivated railroad that connects like three counties, four oh, counties, you're, Oh, right? we're going to talk about, about rail to trail now. Yeah. Right? So. <laughs> I, I want to go there. Is, is there some, some future casting there about that resource that, that is no from, longer? From what I understand, the city's looked into it. Yeah. And it runs, so you think about the Courier and Press down here in Heidelbach and Sycamore. Yeah. yeah. And it begins there when we talk about the one that's been discontinued, right? Yes. So we'll talk about that one Donald first. Golf course, it goes all the way east. Yeah. yeah, alongside Wesselman Woods yeah. and beyond. And so think about that yeah. connection. That's an interconnecting trail. And then there's the newest one that runs northeast Poseyville that's been discontinued, like officially, mm-hmm. um, that we need to capture as well. That's that's on a larger scale because of the mileage. Yeah. And that's the thing. So whoever owns that, it has to be um, regional collaboration. Yeah. Just can't be us because, you know, whatever we do, there's always some type of bill that comes along with it that's either... 20% or more. Oh, yeah. It's well, about a million dollars to build a, a shared use path. Well, and even okay. thinking about that, mile. Like, yeah, one of one of our clients we work with, um, their number one thing, number one part of their business is salvaging railroad ties uh-huh. and railroad track. That's what they do, the demo. I see. For that. They, do they, they do it for free? 
<laughs> I don't know that they would do it for I don't know that they would do it for free, but there is a there is a component of that because they do a lot of demolition that mm-hmm. you know, oh yeah, but you know, cuz there's resale, right? When right, you're in the right, demo the world, yeah. it's like, oh, okay, well but we can do it for $5,000. Yeah. You know, for our manpower, but but we get everything and we get to sell it or reuse it. How, right, right. How with our other clients and vendors. So I mean, yeah, from a I mean, from a demolition standpoint, I mean, you look at like the the O and B that's getting ready to come down. Yeah, that demo cost. People don't realize the demo cost is offset because they take everything and they sell it. Yeah, right. Like they go to a building and there's a big, huge honking that amazing generator. Yeah. in the building and they're like, okay, we're going to do this for free because we're going to sell that generator to some place in Russia for two million dollars. Well, see, right? that makes and me we feel get better. It. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that's how it works. Uh-huh. And they make all these connections. And so, yeah, whenever you get to that point, yeah, being connected to them, and they might be able to do so some we, of the work we for are cheap. updating. Originally, back in 2012, the, the, the board members of ETC were able to uh, get a grant to develop a map, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and it was a futuristic map. It had a lot of these different segments that. Some of them are completed. Some of them, it's they're not. In 2019, uh, we partnered with the city to apply for the Next Level Trails grant, right? Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. for the regional connectivity from Angel Mounds on the south side of Evansville along yep. I-69. Okay. That would come down to um, Sunrise Park right at Shawnee yeah. with the trailhead. Um, that was a little more than I think that we could do we bit off a little more than we could chew because when you think of the grant process and all the things that you need to qualify yeah. all the land acquisition there were some pieces in there that we didn't have so we we weren't awarded um that's a main factor of how we're going to be connected to warwick county oh yeah and with the rivertown trail that ends at malzer there's a one mile connectivity piece along pollock which is not heavily used for for vehicles yeah, yeah. that would be safe um but there are so many people that connection, right yes. there. What you're talking about, yes. And everyone's like, "Can we get that?" Can we, well, we're can working we get on that? it. We're yeah. working on it. But mm-hmm. one of the things that we we cur- we realized a long time ago, everyone loves this map. Visitors a center uses mm-hmm. it. Um, we can't print enough to give enough, right? Right. But we're in the process now of updating that. It's been many, many. It's been too many years. <laughs> And uh, we want to add those visionary pieces, yeah. which helps people see that why it's necessary. We have to help them understand why we need that connection. It's available. It makes sense to capture the, the rail-to-trail opportunities like we did with the high rail trail, yeah. which is beautiful. Yeah. It really is. And so that's an easy way to go about it because land acquisition is, is made a little more simple for us. Yeah. Do you ever have... Partnerships do landowners go? Oh yeah, use sometimes, my land. Sometimes, sometimes they don't want people yeah. strangers walking just All beyond over. their property yeah. line. So sometimes it's um, you know, right away, right. city city will just you know. I mean, <laughs> we're putting a trail in here and we want it to be good for you and yeah, you know, we live in that world. Yeah, yeah. They're like, well, why can't I build there? I'm like, you can build there, but they're gonna tear it up if they ever have to do anything, and mm-hmm. it's on you to put it back. So yeah, you take the risk. And that's what when people are like, yeah, never mind. <laughs> yeah, in the future, we'd like to be able to have trailblazer groups assist with trail cleanup and some maintenance yeah. things and and things and places that 
you know, the budget is limited, but we'd like to see oh, sure. some other things, like some of the tree limbs trimmed yeah. so yeah. that you don't run into them on your bicycle and things like that. You know, we're working toward that, but when we look at all the things we'd like to do, there's, the work is never ending. It is never Yeah. Yeah, yeah it is. So we've talked a, a, about a lot of, you know, future, you know, projects that could be, like, give me three, you, you talked about Garvin Park, give me three other ones that we need to highlight quickly about this as success stories that maybe success stories yeah of our you know trail like give me three locations that you're that everybody should know about like if three they're locations yeah give me give me three uh, little projects locations whatever it well, is that we should high shout rail, out to. Yeah. high rail should be featured um okay. it's along the highway but a lot of people don't know it the high rail itself is just a little over a mile but then there's the extended mile that goes around the high the highway mm-hmm. and the wall there's a trail that goes over and a bike ped bridge that we all see it when we drive down the lloyd right. yeah and and then it leads into a, a really great bike network out to outer um outer lynch and through oak hill yes. i think people should experience that just cool. because a lot of people don't know about it yeah um and then some of our other smaller trails throughout they're listed on my website but usi to Burdett park trail mm-hmm. Yeah. is is a really yeah. beautiful one i think in the fall that i would encourage people to to head out there then um and yeah. after the greenway you know a lot of people walk um at the beginning on the riverfront they park over there by mickey's kingdom and then they end at ohio street i would say continue Keep along going. until you get tired and come back and then at garvin i'm going to give you another one Okay. At Garvin Park, there's the new mid-levy section that a lot of people don't know about. Yeah. That goes under Diamond and then heads out and uh, ends at Stringtown. That's a really beautiful scene, too. Bird watchers, it's a great place to watch some birds. Boom. Yeah. Four great spots. Yes. Right there. For the experience. Yeah. Wonderful. All right. We're at uh, already an hour. We're maybe two minutes in to our... Uh, so. We're about 58 minutes, so try to keep them under an hour. Yeah, sure. Um, you know, <laughs> if we can, but this could probably go on for two hours, I'm sure. So I'm going to go with some of the, the wrap questions here. Like, what product, person, or brand is the most authentic experience? Who's doing it right today? Who has that experience? Hoka. Okay. <laughs> My <Yeah>. shoe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for me right now so you know yeah. coming off of I, I love to wear sandals and uh, my age and my plantar fascia is mm-hmm. um, kicks back a little bit so <laughs> Hoka really does that for me right now they've got really great tennis shoes yes nice. I mean if we're talking about design yeah, yeah I love them I yes. mean it's it's changed my running and walking experience from being in pain the visual experience (laughs) when i first started i went from like 5.0 flat you know shoes where i could feel everything underneath my foot sure which then all of a sudden my lower back absolutely hated me (laughs) but when i looked at them the first time when i went over and tried them on i'm like there's no way i'm wearing that well i i I, I got in i mean i absolutely love them yeah sure i don't think i think they're a little dense (laughs) They're not boxy yeah. as you think. When you get them on your feet, they look different. When yeah. I see them on other people's feet, I don't think they yes. look like big boxy shoes. But when you first see it up on the shelf, yeah, yeah. it's a little overwhelming. But if you've noticed, um, over the last three years, almost every shoe you know maker is going to that 
It feels so good. See, now, now you're in you're in my world again, you know. The design. Function <laughs> yeah. versus aesthetics. Yeah. It's yeah. got a function. <laughs> and depending on budget doesn't mean it's always going to look the best, but it's going to function for what you need. Well, hope they're yeah. incorporating they're getting, some really yeah. great color yeah. schemes that I that I love. Well, I'm al- I'm always uh, form follows function. So, if mm-hmm. you can if you can meet the functioning, you can make the whatever Beautify it. Yeah. You beautify it mm-hmm. after because yeah. that's the easy part. And it really is wonderful. I mean, you pay a little more, but they last longer and they feel so good. Yeah. I'm looking into I'm looking into on right now. Like there's the kind of the gap between the two. Yeah, yeah. They're doing <laughs> a good job of the influencers with the, the form, you know, fit, like the whole thing. Look, they, they're almost <laughs> like you could wear them to work. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at those. I think that's another shoe brand that's kind of come out of, you know, that. Uh, it's going to be interesting. They, mm-hmm. I think they, they look really cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of guys and gals that just are at the facilities, I'm seeing more and more of them show up, you know, coaches, trainers, all yeah. that. So they've done a really good job activating, you know, that sector, and that will eventually trickle out. Uh, I used to, to tease others. about the squishy shoes. Like the, you've got the mm-hmm. dress suit. And then the squishy shoes. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah, I have The them. soft, like, you know, that's what I love about this new hybrid type. They look like a dress shoe, but they're comfortable. Right. Why what can't do you they... have on today? I have, uh, yeah. Cole Haan's. Yeah. Cole, <laughs> yeah. 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 Cole Haan does a, a really nice have job. a couple pair of those now. <laughs> they have the ones, that, like, they have the gel line in them. I just picked up two of those. Yeah. They're comfortable. Very comfortable. Mm. Yeah. Very mixed use, for sure. That don't have to, to change the shoes thing. when yeah. I go and change. walk down. Well, it's change, yeah, yeah I don't for have sure. To change, I can just go walk and yes. everything's great. Well, again, form follows function because yeah. if it's functional, yeah, people can leave the office and go walk and not have to pack up another mm-hmm. pair of tennis shoes. And yeah, there was a point where I had another pair yeah. in the closet and I don't use them anymore. <laughs> I take them back home. Well, good for you. Yeah, <laughs> packed them up. So, right. uh, next what's, thing. Yep, next thing. What's uh, one thing that you want to experience this year? I want to visit, in, and let's talk about central Indiana to, to the southern pieces. Yeah. So <laughs> southwestern to, um, how would you say that? Southeast, southeastern. I want to experience all of the trails and the parks and the waterways in this lower half. And I want to vlog. All right. I want to be able to feature them and uh, share. Yeah, yeah. And I want to start locally. So need to. It's it's a. I got someone you need to, to connect with. Yeah, because one of the amazing things we did work in Crawford County, and then it was just like on happenstance, you start looking up what's in Crawford, and you're like, wait, we have all of this. That the in people Indiana? don't know what we have, and and I, yeah. I've asked myself, you know, throughout the years, why? Yeah. Why yeah. don't we know? And we're going to do that. Yeah. So when I think of the, our map, is is really a big deal because yeah. it's just it's it a, helps us see on paper. Yes. Uh, digitally. Even, yeah. To connect. To connect to, to, to oh, it. Oh, what's in here? Well, this oh, looks like, fun. Oh. I never knew this was here. Yeah, I was. Yeah. They have a winery up there that we were just like mm-hmm. amazing. Like where? What? <laughs> like in the middle <laughs> like, of nowhere. Really? Yeah. <laughs> but it's a cool spot. Yeah. And it's a cool, you know, winery. But you know, my friend and I are like, yeah. Do we need to buy a boat now so we can boat and then go to? 
See, hang I out love my there. kayak for that too. Yeah. So, but it's, yeah. So it's a, it's great. I love the, I just that connection of what is out there because you're always trying to find what's out there, and it seems like what maybe the one thing Evansville is getting better at, but was always. We don't feature Bad what at. we have and toot our horn right. enough. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I have friends at the DNR, the trails management um, section. We don't count anything. And so we're rolling out a trails count program so that we can yeah. actually know how many people are on that trail and start capturing that data to share at the state level, local level too. But mm-hmm. um, they want to see us thrive. Yeah. And sure. we have been underserved in that arena because, you know, Whatever happened in the past is in the past. We're moving forward and, you know, I mean, just doing what we can yeah. to really talk about the wonderful things we have here. The people Absolutely. that are working so hard to make these things happen collectively. And that word collectively is so important. Yeah. 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 And that, that visual so that we know, like, this is today, this is in five years, and this is the plan for the future so that we always do give, you know, bonus and, and really honor what we have yes. before we try to go up here and build a build the next thing which right right i'm kind of i'm kind of wired into it's kind of like <laughs> what i want to do but i always i'd like to be able to visually see these are the assets that we have today and we should celebrate those you know before we try to build the next one so that tool that map is, mm-hmm. is, is key and see how that. it's all connected it's yeah. a system mm-hmm. of trails yeah so how do our listeners connect do with that. you? Hold on. Are we going to oh, do that? Do the po- oh, yeah, yeah, come on. This? We have it. Oh, can't, my goodness. Can't forget that, Sean. Come on. This is something this has been that we yeah. <laughs> These have been fun so far. These are, like, this is something you can find yeah. out there. It's called what, Mike? Pod. Poddex. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. You can oh, get okay. them at poddex.com. It's literally, you can, there's an interview, there's a series, like Mike could, I have them all in, in my in my office, I bought the three pack, and you could just pick out a card, and there would be a series, or there would be a question, like, what is your most treasured possession? But I'm not going to ask you that one, you okay. get to pick out your <laughs> own. You can pick out the card. Okay. Yeah. yeah, so this is uh, a random experience that you can't plan for. Mm-hmm. Similar to this whole thing that we just went through, you know, we always provide a few questions, but we go off on all kinds of stuff. Yeah, and you can't turn around on us and ask us that. Yeah, a couple of people have asked us to answer along with yeah. them, so I see. We're happy to do that too. So because it totally is random. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow! Does it have to go this deep? Oh no! <laughs> If you were to die tomorrow, what little thing would you regret not doing? Hmm. Wow. Man, that's a deep one. Yeah. Uh, that is deep. Hmm. We'll keep it high level. Yeah, we can keep it high level. Well, I'm going to go uh, to the education route because I considered a doctorate. and um, mm-hmm. But I'm not willing yeah. to do that right now. At the You know, maybe... 10 years ago, I was, I'll regret not doing that, but mm-hmm. I don't want to move on it. Sure. Yeah. Sure. I am. And then let me tell you why. Do it, please. <laughs> Man, that is a deep question. It is a deep question. Yeah. So uh, when I was entertaining this thought of continuing on in my education, I always said that if 
on my dying bed, you know, I'd be like, um, I always so happy I finished my doctorate. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad that my husband always had to call me Dr. Honey. <laughs> 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 that was the threat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have one? Well, right now off the top of my head would we'll just be traveling more. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't get you get busy. You don't make time for it or stop making time for it. Yeah. Need to get back to doing that and making right. sure I hit all those spots that I wanna wanna see. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh mine is just celebrating the little things, you know, being present in the moment instead of I uh, and I'll probably get there and go back and I'll have all these little core memories that'll be right here that uh that I'll, you know, remember all all at that last moment that I really didn't like quote value at the time yeah. but they're all right there just yeah. being present enough to realize that well, it's the distraction of your ram and your fi- your files yeah. of yeah going through them the things to remember every day yeah it's uh it's one thing that i i really do struggle with this like i look at you know the 90 percent that we do right and then i'm always looking <laughs> at the 10 yeah. percent that mm. could have been like i'm really focused on what could have been better you know, and I really wish I'd just celebrate more. I'm guessing that I'm going to be, I wish I would have celebrated a little bit more of the 90. Your success. Then really, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. criticizing the 10% that didn't go right. Yeah. For me. Mm. Well, just being present, too, yeah. I yeah. think that's the challenge the for all of us. In the moment and appreciating yeah. it. Yeah. Well, deep thoughts, Jack Handy. Remember that? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you're going to make me say my favorite one, my favorite Jack Handy, because I love it. And it's, is the birds are speaking to me, thought call. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's so simple, but it's like, what? Oh, birds are sp- speaking to, to me, me, thought call. Call, call, call. call. like that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. call. You got to do the call. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <the, laughs> uh, wonderful. All, of our All right. So. lovers. <laughs> Lori, how do our listeners connect with you, the Trails Coalition, all of it? Give us uh, all your handles, hashtags, website addresses, like, give it to us. What are The main one you can get everywhere else is walkbikeevv.org. So we, we, our name with our website is all about the actions that we take every day getting around, um, the things that we do, the programs and initiatives that we offer, walkbikeevv.org. Wonderful. Any uh, final comments as we wrap up the uh, the experience here and at 530 on Main? I appreciate this. This is yeah. really wonderful conversation. Oh, Keep well, up the you. good work. Yeah. I mean, well, thanks for coming yeah. on. We yeah. appreciate it. Thank you. It was fun. Mike, once again, thank you for being an awesome host of the show, uh, VPS Architecture Extend group, uh, love leaning into the conversation. And it's it's always, uh, it's always exciting. You never know where it's going to go, but, uh, yeah, it's always a good hour. I, I, I remember every one of them. I always say that it seems like the, you know, it's always, you know, this is the best one. This is the best one. This is the best <laughs> one, but, um, it's good I think they're, they're all good. unique yeah. and, <laughs> and, and great in their own way. So, yeah. Lori, thank you for joining us again today at 530 on Main here at the Extension Studio, 530 Main Street, Evansville, Indiana. Now, listeners, I've asked a lot of questions, 
Like, how can we make this better? Who do we need to interview? Like, who's next? What's next? Uh, do you want to be on the podcast? Do you like it? Uh, I, I mean, put a, put a zero star on it or, and write some comments somewhere. We have to share. We, we have to, to get this experience out. We want it to be better. Once again, I'm looking. I think it's a pretty darn good experience. I'm going to celebrate it. But I know there's some things we can do better, and I know you have some ideas for us as well. So, you know, on the Extend Group website, VPS Architecture, all those, uh, look at it. Uh, we're on social media. But definitely look at all the other ways that you can get it out. Share it on your social media um, and and fill out the form. Let us know what, what we need to do better. Uh, always looking at how we can improve things and how we can get more listeners engaged in the conversation. Uh, don't want to be in a vacuum here. Want the uh, want it to get out and uh, really do appreciate the time that you spend with us. It's, it's always an hour and you could be doing a lot of things. So once again, thank you for being uh, a listener of the App 530 on Main. Mike, Lori, thank you. Thank it's been you. a great one. Thanks again for tuning in to this episode of At 530 on Main, hosted by Sean Collins and Mike Davis. Please leave us a review and share your thoughts on today's episode. Let us know how you've been inspired or what you would like to hear on future episodes. And if you've enjoyed the conversation, help us spread the word. Share us on your social channels. Message a friend. Rate the podcast. Without you, this experience would not be possible.